podcast. Today we will speak with the Neat Center Smart Technology Specialist, Chris Thompson. Stay tuned as he discusses the smart home on wheels and how it's making an impact for seniors and people with disabilities. And now here's the host of the Neat Podcast, Steve Amagladi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third Neat Podcast. I hope everybody is wonderful and well. We have a great show planned for you today. We have a fantastic guest who actually is one of our producers. His name is Chris Thompson, and he is part of the NEAT team. Hello, Chris. Hey, Steve. It's great to be here. So, Chris, it's so good that you're here today, and I'm wondering if you can tell the listeners uh, about your role at NEAT. I am the Smart Technology Specialist here at the NEAT Center. Kind of a little bit of history of my role here. Uh, kind of when I started, uh, I you was... You didn't have an office. No, I did not have an office. I was kind of floating around the NEAT Center. See, I had, when I first started here at NEAT, I had a number of roles, but my, my, always my favorite was being involved in the, uh, we had a smart home demonstration room, which is actually where we do the podcast now. And I would demonstrate a lot of smart technology solutions. And we kind of got this program started through the vision of the Connecticut Tech Act project, who um, this technology, by the way, has only been in existence for like four years or so. And back then, the Connecticut Tech Act project kind of had the vision to see how this technology was leveling the playing field for everyone of all abilities. And this technology has come a long way in four years, and it's, it's even been a challenge for me to keep up with it over that time. But when I started here, I was kind of doing demonstrations and trying to get the latest uh, smart technology in here throughout that smart technology boom over the four years that I was talking about. And it has, my position has evolved along with the NEAT Center. The NEAT Center has overgone many changes since I've been here, but everything for the better and it's been a fun fantastic ride and so now you know the, the smart technology side of things here at NEAT has really taken off and I uh, am doing so many things with the smart technology program that uh, it's very exciting and it's making a big impact in people's lives and I'm very very glad to be a part of it. That is awesome, and I know how busy you are because we share an office together and I don't see you anymore because you're out and about every day. That's very true. I am uh, between uh, smart home assessments, which we have launched that program. I guess it's been about two years now. I've been going into people's homes and doing consultations, making recommendations on the technology that it uh, based on my expertise, what I feel would be the best fit for them uh, through feature matching, capitalizing on their abilities, and what they're uh, looking to accomplish. So um, then I can also come back and do an installation. I can train them on the new technology. And it's been a, an amazing ride with that program, uh, getting to meet all the different people I've worked with, everyone from seniors who are trying to age in place to individuals with uh, MS or uh, who are blind or uh, uh, losing their hearing. Um, there's been, you know, the, uh, just quite the array of people I've been able to work with. And it's been interesting, too, because with these assessments, one size never fits all. So even if it's two people 
who are blind or two people with MS, they always want to accomplish different things in different ways. And I always learn something new with every assessment I do. And, and I also get to go and, and speak on this technology a lot. And then we have the Smart Home on Wheels, which we'll get into in a second. We also, um, thanks to our partnership with AARP of Connecticut, we have a lending library where people can try the smart technology out, kind of get a grasp of it. If they, you know, it, it, I understand the learning curve involved with it because this technology is brand new. People don't realize what all I could do or how it works or how you interact with it. So we are able to put this technology in their hands for free to try for 30 days and then they can... You know, I've seen the impact of that, too. More people are likely to embrace this technology and implement it in their everyday lives and gain a lot more independence that way. For the listeners out there, can you give us a, a definition of smart technology? What is it, actually? Great question. And um, it's actually a question that comes up a lot, and I usually forget to cover it. I just kind of dive right into demoing the stuff. So I... I do feel it's important that people understand what exactly is smart technology, which is also, uh, they also consider IoT, which stands for the Internet of Things. Mm -hmm. And smart technology is basically any device that is connected on a network. So, and and everything's becoming connected now. Uh, Of course, you've seen video doorbells, and uh, it's getting kind of, even Amazon is making fun of themselves by putting Alexa into everything from light switches to bicycles. I mean, it's, everything's getting connected. So smart technology refers to this technology that, uh, these devices that can communicate with each other. And it can help a person, you know, as quirky as a lot of it seems, uh, for a person with a disability or someone who's aging and wants to live more independently, it can really help them. Uh, age in place longer and live independently uh, longer. Um, And it also gives caregivers more independence and peace of mind that their loved ones are safe and able to control things on their own. So not only does it give new levels of independence, but, you know, it can also help individuals stay socially connected as well, which is something we definitely take very seriously. I love helping people live more independently, but that social connection is crucial for overall health and well-being. Absolutely. I mean, let's face it, if people are social, they're happy, they're more interactive, it, it's, it's a good way to be. We have been involved in a really exciting project here for the past year and a half, which is our Smart Home on Wheels, or SHOW for short. And I would love if you could give our listeners an uh, overview of the show. Absolutely. The uh, show, which we call it, uh, it stands for the Smart Home on Wheels. This project kind of came about uh, through, uh, it was a brainchild actually of Katie Hanley, our senior director of Oak Hill Centers. Go Katie! Go Katie! She, um... Didn't it kind of start out like a joke at first? Well, we thought it was, but it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was a wild idea, and, uh... To me, it definitely seemed like a wild idea because there were so many factors in it that I had never really seen done before and and didn't really know how it was even possible to have a smart home in a parking lot because anyone who has a home with a network, you'd have to have network cable and everything has to be plugged in somehow. So um, and this has never been done like we're doing it where... This is a 
mobile demonstration center that showcases smart technology for people with disabilities or seniors who, you know, we have to take accessibility in mind and in a non-proprietary way where we aren't trying to showcase this one particular line of products, we're able to showcase a full gamut of technology that's available. So we actually uh, submitted for a grant and got it through the Consumer Technology Association Foundation and Katie's dream became a reality. And I'll kind of get to the point here. It's a tiny home which you may have seen on like HGTV, a, a tiny home. It's 24 feet long by eight feet wide, 13 feet tall at the peak. And we have custom built it to showcase kind of the area that I typically work with when I do an assessment, which are, it's basically a kitchen and a living area. And then we outfitted it with smart technology and, and have it powered and networked together so that it all works and we can give people the opportunity to be hands-on and to, to see how this stuff can work and, and help people live more independently. We can spread awareness about this new technology and the potential it holds for everyone. And we can take it on the road and, and go to different places and show how empowering this technology can be. Uh, all of our AT specialists contributed to the accessibility of the show in one way or the other. Uh, a lot of the solutions that we've implemented and that we showcase in there, our access method station, which we can control things around the smart home on wheel, multiple smart home on wheels or the show, multiple ways through head movement, through eye gaze, just by moving your eyes, you can control uh, different aspects of the smart home. Switch scanning, which is basically... Um, you can turn on, basically you can control your tablet or smart device with a, like a game show button where you could put it near a, the, the knee or the elbow or the head and scan, uh, the tablet will scan through different commands. And then you could just nudge with your elbow if you're nonverbal, can't use your hands, you could nudge with any part of your body and select a command and take control of your home environment. And what most people don't understand and what I've seen, just giving someone like that the ability to control their lights for the first time in their life can completely change their lives. And it's, I've seen it happen and it's a powerful experience. Uh, but back to the access methods, we can control things with voice. We utilize Siri, Google Home Assistant, Alexa, which Alexa is my favorite because you can... Uh, utilize a lot more smart technology. Alexa is compatible with a lot of other smart technologies, a lot, much more than the other two. But Alexa, you know, that being said, Alexa has a ton of capabilities too, uh, whether it be routine reminders, keeping people on track with like calendar uh, adherence. And so with Alexa there, you know, you have a lot of capabilities, but it's not always the right solution. Um, sometimes Alexa can pick up what someone's saying as well as Siri can. So, you know, that's the importance of an assessment. With the assessment, we can, you know, if we decide to go with Siri, Siri's kind of only compatible with certain smart technologies. So then we have to build the smart technology ecosystem around what Siri works with. And then all the, these things are we can showcase in the show because we showcase over 20 different manufacturers. 
we uh, showcase the, the things that Siri are compatible with, the things that Alexa are compatible with, and the things that Google Home Assistant are compatible with. And then we also showcase traditional touch, where if you just want to use your hand to touch on a tablet, you can control things around the home that way. So as we were developing the Smart Home on Wheels, we gained a few uh, partnerships uh, with AARP of Connecticut, who have been you know, huge supporters of us and what we're doing. And... Um, really in, on board with the mission to help seniors age in place as long as possible, as independently as possible, and to really get this technology out in front of the people who really need to see it. We have the uh, wheelchair accessible ramp going into our smart home on wheels thanks to support from AmRamp. The Connecticut Tech Act Project, they have been huge supporters too. And uh, all from the beginning, you know, and then they still continue to support us and, and what we do. And so with the, also with this technology, you can do for hundreds of dollars what it cost thousands of dollars to do just a few years ago. And this technology can be purchased from any major retailer. If you go into Kohl's or Home Depot, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, the, everyone has their smart technology sections now. So it's really accessible, it's really affordable, and uh, it's it, me, I'm a huge fan of universal design, and I really made it a huge part of the Smart Home on Wheels, and I love that these devices don't have uh, this stigma to them. It's, it's technology that everyone uses, and it's technology that really makes a big difference. It is absolutely fascinating, all of it. Um, I can say, for me, being in this field for 20 years and having a disability myself, seeing the evolution of the technology, like this is heartwarming to me to see how all of this is so mainstream. Absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of times with assistive technology, it can come with a really big price tag. But if you get something like an iPad, which is a device that we showcase in the Smart Home on Wheels, and an iPad can really be it holds so many capabilities within the the built-in operating system of your your iPad. You can enable so many uh, accessibility settings to um, things like screen reading technology, magnifying. Uh, you could turn on visual cues if you're uh, hearing impaired. You can download f even a lot of free apps to help with your, uh, with your, you could help with accessibility. So it's uh, just, you know, the iPad is one hugely powerful example of this amazing technology. Chris, what is your favorite piece of smart technology? I don't think there is any piece of smart technology that can do everything that an iPad can do to from an accessibility standpoint, and not only an accessibility standpoint, but also a social connection standpoint. Not only do you have the accessibility built in, and, and not only can you download the free apps to give accessibility, but you also have access to things like email, free texting, social media, and this can be hugely impactful for someone who lives alone to connect with the younger people in their family or I mean everyone kind of spreads out these days so that social connection that an iPad can give without a bulky keyboard monitor 
uh, mouse. It's just such an easy interface too because you just you hold the iPad and you touch it, or you use Siri and you speak to it, and you have all these apps that could benefit so many different people, whether they're hearing impaired, visually impaired. Uh, there's, it's, I, I, that, and plus you can facilitate all the smart technology with it. You can install the apps, you can configure the apps. The iPad, to me, uh, there's nothing even close to the huge, I mean, like, like I said, even with Siri, you can use Siri to voice control your home. It's all built in to the iPad. And they make a model that's 12.9 inches that's great and big and it's awesome for seniors who, uh, to, to, to be able to hold and see it clearly, to magnify with it. I just, hands down, it's got to be the iPad. And I think a lot of us here love the iPad. It's got to be in all of our top tens because it's such a powerful piece of universal yet accessible technology. That is true. And um, I have another question. Awesome. <laughs> so you went to a big conference in Vegas. Yep. Fairly recently, right? Mm -hmm. So you kind of saw the future mm -hmm. of smart technology. What are you most excited about that's going to come down the road? Where do you see smart technology going and what entices you about it the most? And so yeah, I did have the uh, amazing opportunity to go to CES, which is a big consumer electronics show. They, they showcase so many, you know, everyone's there from Alexa or Amazon, Philips, Samsung. Some of the more impressive things I saw were I like artificial intelligence because I think it's going to provide an interface that's easy for the individuals I serve to not have to always prompt, but it will be able to provide prompting. So instead of having to give a verbatim command, this type of interface where it prompts the individual will also take away reluctance to want to have to learn a new interface. I think that one of the most impressive pieces of technology I've seen are these little, It's I think it's like the next generation of the Echo Show, or um, which the Echo Show is a version of Amazon Alexa that has a screen on it that sit on a tabletop and prompt and say things like, you just received a voice message or a text message from Cindy. Would you like to respond? What would you like to say? Would you like to see the photo? Would you like to attach a photo? Would you like to record a sound file? It basically makes the interface so much easier and, and it could prompt and these things can give telehealth uh, capabilities. So that is a device that I'm really excited about that could be a game changer with the way artificial intelligence can pick up algorithms, pick up daily patterns, and if anything's wrong, it can notify a caregiver. Uh, they can make fall detection predictions to stop the, to the falls before they happen. So that type of technology really blew my mind and made me excited for the, the future of smart technology. Would you give our listeners some examples of some of the technology that is displayed in the show? Yeah, and uh, just keep in mind, too, that this technology is evolving rapidly. It's, it's, we want to continually change what we have in there, but some, exam some examples of what we currently showcase are the Ring Doorbell, which a lot of people are already familiar with. That's a powerful piece of smart technology because, you know, if someone is, uh, does have mobility challenges, they don't have to physically move to their door. 
they can answer their doorbell a number of ways, whether it be through like a tablet or through now you can do it through your Echo Show and see and speak with who's at your door without actually having to physically move to the door. Smart lights, we showcase Philips Hue lights, which are amazing because the ones we have change colors. So they do, they make two different kinds. One uh, type are Philips Hue that are plain white, and then you can get the kind that change colors. And the reason I love the ones that change colors, because when I do an assessment for someone who is hearing impaired, you know, a strategy we take to make everything that's in the home that's audible and make it visual. And when you have lights that can change colors, we can have the lights turn blue when someone rings the doorbell, or we can make the lights turn red when the smart smoke detector detects carbon monoxide. We can, that's a, an example of something we showcase and something we actually have set up to work that way. Uh, smart switches, which we work our fireplace with. It's a $25 switch that we plug in, and you can plug a lamp into it, a fan, and have things automated too. That's I don't think I've mentioned automation, but that's huge for people to be able to have a hands-off approach. Things happen around them. You can consolidate tasks and have tasks happen at certain times of the days. So the thermostat temperature can change. Shades can go down. The door can lock. So that's, you know, we showcase smart shades, smart door locks, smart thermostats. We have two different Amazon Echo models in there, the Dot and the Show. Google Home Assistant, we have the Google Home Hub in there. We also have Google Home Minis in our lending library that people can try. We have a smart microwave too, which has been really amazing for someone to be able to, to completely voice control their microwave through Alexa. So you could say Alexa, microwave for three minutes and 32 seconds and the microwave will go boop and it'll it's that easy you don't have to hunt you don't have to try to fill around on the the keypad it's completely voice controlled uh, i mentioned the smart co2 detector and also so we can make things play off of each other so if the ring doorbell has rang then make the smart lights turn blue or if smart or if smoke is detected, make the bed shaker shake. We could tie all these things in together and, um, and consolidate tasks. So in our smart home, you can say, Alexa, good night, and the shades come down, the thermostat temperature changes, the, the uh, fireplace turns off, the ceiling fan turns off, the lights turn off, the television turns off. We show how to control your television through all these access methods. Uh, you could retrofit any television. It doesn't even have to be a smart television. We can point you in the direction of the technology for less than $100 that you could then have your television automated or controlled through all these different access methods, which lighting and television control have been two of the biggest requests I've had with my assessments. When you first came to work at the NEAT Center, did you ever think you were gonna be involved in something like the show? I come from a, working in the for-profit sector. And then to come here, it was a really, truly a dream come true to me to be able to work for a nonprofit like this. Kind of went where things took me. And uh, I, anyone who works here or who, who has worked with Katie over the last few years know that you never know what the next year is going to hold. You never know what changes are going to take place. And it's been a fascinating journey. And I can't wait to see what next year holds. I think um, 
we're trying to find ways to get smart technology into people's homes more easily, whether it be through the Lending Library or hopefully getting grants that will cover smart assessments and installations. Whatever it takes to keep getting this technology out there and, and helping people live independently, which is what I do now, and I love it. It's about independent living and empowering people. What a great answer. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We will see you again in a month or two. For more information or to subscribe to our newsletter, please visit us at assistivetechnology.oakhillct.org or hit us up on Twitter at The Neat Podcast. Today's podcast was hosted by Steve Amigletti and produced by Chris Thompson and Adam Kozakowski. Our theme music was composed by Andrew Pergiovanni. Tune in next month for another episode and thanks for listening.